Hey, are you into werewolves, mad scientists, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. A, a, a letter from immigration about your work visa. N- no, Gavin, I haven't seen anything like that. But then it's not my job to pick up the mail, is it? <laughs> the following podcast contains tobacco, swear words, and... Yes, alcohol. Dear Lord, that's the loudest profanity I've ever heard. Slang terminology, profanity, and so forth. Well, now there's no need for profanity. Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you just openly admitted you were trying to steal the elections on Fox fucking news, what the hell were you thinking? I'm your host, Dave Bledsoe, and this is episode number 274, Wait a Minute, Mr. Postman edition of the show, where we lick it, stick it, and push it in the box. The mailbox, that is. Stay tuned. The What the Hell Are You Thinking podcast is brought to you by Fast Eddie Super Duper Discount Parcel Service. When it absolutely, positively has to get there sometime or another, use Fast Eddie's. Are you tired of paying the outlandish prices of UPS, FedEx, and the post office and all those other scam agencies? Sure you are. Here at Fast Eddie's Super Duper Discount Parcel Service, we provide bare bones, no frills shipping, with none of the hassle and half the cost of those other ripoffs, so long as you don't mind waiting until Eddie's dad lets him use the truck again. Just box it up, drive on out to Howard Beach, Queens, drop your package off with Cheryl at the desk of the car lot, and forget about it. Your package will arrive intact and at the right place sooner or later. They say you can have it done right or you can have it done fast. At Fast Eddie's, we offer a third way where you can just have it done whenever. Fast Eddie's Super Duper Discount Parcel Service. We'll get around to it sooner or later. Let me ask you something. What, what do you do for a living, Newman? I'm a United States postal worker. <laughs> Aren't those the guys that always go crazy and come back with a gun and shoot everybody? Sometimes. Is there? Because the mail never stops. It just keeps coming and coming and coming. There's never a let up. It's relentless. Every day it piles up more and more and more, and you gotta get it out. But the more you get out, the more it keeps coming in. And then the barcode reader breaks, and it's publishes clearing house. All right, all right, all right. Just take the records. They're in the bedroom. Take them. Take anything you want. Yeah. yeah. Kids today, I tell you. I'm sorry. I promised I wasn't gonna do Rodney Dangerfield anymore. Kids, though, they don't understand what they're missing in this new modern world. I mean, there's no way they could understand little things like the pure joy that was getting the mail. Not getting the mail, which truthfully was pretty fun, but uh, receiving something in the mail with your name on it. This is your idea of fun? Yeah. In the beginning, it was because, you know, it was a birthday card or something like that, meaning you were about to get lit up with some cash, but later... When you started subscribing to magazines or ripping off Columbia House Records, getting your own mail made you feel like a grown-up. Your first taste of independence from your parents. Having your Mad Magazine or later on Hit Parader show up with your name on it just felt like adulthood was around the corner. Of course, dopey us, when you finally become an adult, you quickly realize that nothing good ever comes in the mailbox. Bill. Bill. Coming. Bill. 
With the exception of basic training and a few deployments in the military, the mail has never brought me any happiness. Just people demanding I pay them money that I owe them. Good luck with that. A year or two ago, I opened my mailbox to find a very serious-looking envelope from the Maryland Department of Taxation. Inside was a demand I pay several hundred dollars in fines for failing to insure a car I haven't owned in nearly 20 years. Though I will admit I did get a bit of a laugh and felt pretty good about throwing that letter away. Chances are, though, that shit is on my credit report and I'm never allowed back into the state of Maryland ever again. No big loss. Nor am I a fan of the UPS Parcel Service, which in my experience is the most disingenuous organization on the planet, at least until the Trump administration appeared. I've been lied to more times about package delivery than I have about my performance in bed. And it's a good size, it's a great size. It's and a trip to my local post office is a Dantean excursion through hell to pick up a package. So I, for one, not for whoever one second, imagine myself defending an institution that I neither like nor respect, but yet... Here we are. Let us uh, turn to the actual words of President Thumbelina Dick. They want three and a half billion dollars for something that'll turn out to be fraudulent. That's election money, basically. They want three and a half trillion uh, billion dollars for the mail-in votes. Okay, universal mail-in ballots. Three and a half trillion. They want twenty-five billion dollars. Billion. For the post office. Now, they need that money in order to have the post office work so it can take all of these millions and millions of ballots. Now, in the meantime, they aren't getting there. By the way, those are just two items. But if they don't get those two items, that means you can't have universal mail-in voting because they're not equipped to have it. I mean, he just comes right out and says it. No couching in metaphor or anything. And I know he knows what fucking metaphor is, because, is and does because he does it so well when he's talking about suburban white women in lieu of just shouting the N-word. The orange micropenis just openly says he's stripping funding desperately re-needed by the post office because he wants to steal the 2020 elections by keeping Americans from voting. And that right there is some real next-level dictator bullshit. Let's break down the situation, shall we? You guys have heard of this virus thing we got going on, right? I did hear something about that. Well, a lot of pretty intelligent people thought that it might not be the best idea for people to gather together in big long lines as cool gyms all over the country to vote thumb dick out of office this fall. So the states decided that they would make it easier to vote by mail. This caused some consternation amongst the GOP as they seemed to believe that if it were easier to vote, then more people might vote, and the GOP is pretty sure that if more people voted, they would not be voting for the GOP. There isn't actually any evidence for this, but it's a pretty logical thinking because vast swaths of America don't vote because voting is a huge pain in the ass in general, and working folks in particular. And working folks tend to skew somewhat democratic, so the thinking goes. But... If they could just fill out a ballot and drop it in the mail any old time before the election, then they might vote and run the fucking lot of these Republican motherfuckers out of office on a rail. Well, that sounds great. Yeah, you know, it really could be. So the GOP started attacking vote by mail, which they've been doing for years, but this time they got serious about it. Lawsuits and frantic tweets about voter fraud and to the states, even the red states, they all pretty much just said, well, tough titties because... We're down it. The courts have all said, yeah, they can do it. And then President Not a Shower nor a Grower said, well, I'll just wreck the shit out of the Postal Service. And then the rest of us said, wait, he can do that? And you know what? And then we, Willy Winky, went out and started tearing down one of the oldest institutions in the United States of America. 
I mean, Trump has had a laughably small hard-on for the Postal Service for years now that seems to stem from his dislike of Jeff Bezos owning the Washington Post. And probably because Bezos is richer than Trump can ever dream of being and has a much larger cock, I mean, probably a massive robot cock and said specially built by Elon Musk, but that's just wild supposition on my part and not really relevant to the conversation at hand. But Trump's feeble brain concocted this vapid theory that Amazon is ripping off the USPS on shipping rates, which, okay, I admit... Plausible, but instead of doing something against Amazon, Microcock decided to attack the post office. How does that work? Oh, it doesn't. And when COVID cropped up and vote by mail became a thing, Donnie Little Dog started a systematic attack on the post office by denying it funding and then installing a new postmaster general who's gone into the agency and took a big old shit on the letter sorting machines and turning up the works of the entire U.S. Postal Service, which is fucking brilliantly devious. So, you know, President Small, like a baby's pinky, didn't think of it himself. Damn. I just said Trump has a tiny dingle like 10 different ways, 10 different times in five minutes. That has got to be some kind of record. From the Chicago Sun-Times on August 12th, quote, The new Postmaster General, Louis DeJoy, took over the job on June 15th and quickly announced changes to the long-standing USPS policies. We're currently seeing the negative effects of these new policies. The changes include an elimination of overtime, a reduction in sorting and processing hours, and changing how carriers are allowed to conduct their rounds. Memos to staff acknowledged to employees that... They may see mail left behind or mail on the workroom floor of the docks, which is not typical. According to the American Postal Workers Union, nearly 20% of all work by mail handlers and city carriers and postal drivers is done in overtime. And there are no plans to hire more workers to make up for the cut in hours, unquote. And I hear you saying, gee, Dave, that sounds bad. But is, also, is it also criminally corrupt? Because you know it has to be criminally corrupt. Well, pod friends... You are 100% correct, as usual, because you are smart and enlightened listeners. It is also very, very, very criminally corrupt. You see, Louis DeJoy, wait for it, is a major shareholder in a company that both contracts and competes against the United States Postal Service. Knew it, I knew it, I knew it. From CNN earlier this week, quote, Outside experts who spoke to CNN were shocked that ethics officials at the Postal Service approved this arrangement, which allows DeJoy to keep at least $30 million in XPO holdings, raising further alarms on the same day in June that DeJoy divested large amounts of Amazon shares. He purchased stock options, giving him the right to buy new shares of Amazon at a price much lower than their current market price, according to the disclosures, unquote. Needless to say, the impact of all of this is not sitting well with the letter carriers, from NPR, quote, mail is beginning to pile up in our offices and we're seeing the equipment removed, said Kimberly Carroll, president of the Iowa Postal Workers Union and a postal clerk in Waterloo, Iowa. As a result of recent changes, Carroll told NPR's Noel King on Morning Edition, a mail processing machine was removed from her facility in Waterloo and others have been removed across Iowa. Of the policy to leave some letters behind for the following day, another postal worker told NPR last month, I'm sick to my stomach. Knowing that means medication could be delayed in getting to recipients, unquote. And it's not that people just aren't getting their phone bills or their publishers clearing house sweepstakes. That's the problem. A large chunk of the country depends on the post office to get those little things in life that make life worth living, like heart medications and insulin if they can afford it. They can't. In fact, none other than the very people so many Republican shitbags pretend to care about so much, our beloved veterans, depend almost entirely on the mail for prescriptions. From a website called Connecting Vets, quote, 
The vast majority of VA prescriptions are fulfilled by mail from a group of seven massive automated hub pharmacies across the country. The consolidated mail outpatient pharmacy system, that centralized pharmacy system, processes about 80% of all VA outpatient prescriptions, and 90% of those are shipped through USPS. The other prescriptions are typically filled at local VA medical facilities. VA's mail-order pharmacy system processes nearly half a million prescriptions daily. Eight, and each working day, more than 330,000 veterans receive a package of prescriptions in the mail. Veterans who live further from VA medical facilities, especially in rural and remote areas of the country, often depend on mail-order prescriptions. Connecting vets first reported delays, according to dozens of veterans. VA pharmacy staff and pharmaceutical company leaders on Wednesday. And by Friday, nearly 100 veterans and caregivers, along with dozens of VA employees, pharmaceutical leaders, and USPS staff confirm that postal issues are delaying veterans' medications, unquote. And when it comes to elections, shit wasn't going all that great before Little Cox Goon took over. In my own state of New York, an ostensibly well-run state... Is it, though? They fucked up all kinds of shit in our primary back in June, resulting in thousands of uncounted mail-in ballots. They were late in mailing them out. I never even got mine. And then thousands of them arrived late or were discovered in a storage unit in Piscataway, New Jersey. Okay, I made that last part up. Out on the flyover, the states are woefully unprepared for creating and distributing the ballots, lacking the funding or anything resembling a plan to send them out, much less receive them and count them after election day. What should be a simple and direct process of check your voting registry, mail in a make, mail out a ballot with a turn on envelope, have it come back, check it against the voting registry of voters, just like they would at a polling place, count the ballot, seems to elude them as they scramble wildly around trying to figure out how to do something my mom taught me how to fucking do with a thank you card on my eighth birthday. Thank you, Grandma. And to add on to that, the clusterfuck at the post office that a lot of people are just not going to have their votes counted. And that is exactly what Thimble Dick is counting on. I mean, the post office has been pathetically managed for decades, going all the way back to none other than Tricky Dick Nixon when he decided in a peak of capitalism to take the post office private. Oh, God, not this shit again. I'm trying to teach you history. Ah, yeah, yeah, I'm going to teach you some history. Let's bring in all the history, Bill. Ah, you see, back in the colonial days, the mail was managed by a mishmash of private carriers and local governments. And when old George Washington became president, he knew there had to be a, to be a real country, a grown-up country. We needed what was called a national postal system. 1792, he created the Postal Department. Well, old George had got it started, but when our little postal system had grown up and found itself needing to be bigger, old Hickory himself, Andrew Jackson, made William T. Barry, the Postmaster General at the time, a sitting member of the Presidential Cabinet. And that's the way it was right up until old Dirty Dick Nixon signed the Postal Reorganization Act of 1970. Instead of being part of the government, this year new post office wouldn't get any government money and would make its money by selling stamps with Elvis on them and the fees for delivering pornography and playing brown rappers. And there was a lot of pornography, boys and girls. And everything was going just fine until... The old internet came along. After that, folks didn't so much need to write a thank you letter to Grandma for their socks and they just they just got for their birthday. And well, as for porn, you could get your porn right out of the desktop without your mailman unwrapping it and tossing one off in it before he delivered to your house. And things haven't been the same or nearly as good for the post office ever since. Thanks, History Bill. Ever since then, the only thing the post office has been really good for was 
Mass shootings, but now the schools have taken that over. In a way, it's really our fault the post office is so bad. I mean, when's the last time you mailed anything that wasn't a bill? Most of us pay those online, too. Shit, even fucking Santa Claus has a goddamn email address, so no one's even sending him any letters anymore. The only people still sending out physical letters to people are the Maryland Department of Taxation and the bills from Spectrum Cable, which no matter how many times you tell them you're going to go digital only, they keep sending anyway. And you might think that there's money in shipping packages and shit, but there really isn't because every box of shit you buy from eBay or whenever Gavin buys a blow-up doll from Amazon so he can pretend he has a girlfriend, it costs exponentially more to ship than good old-fashioned envelopes filled with written letters explaining to your ex while you had to pretend to move to Bolivia rather than meet her parents over Easter dinner like we did in the old days. Even the junk mail, the mainstay of the Postal Service from, I don't know, forever until the 2000s has gone digital. Think about it. When was the last time you got a publisher's clearinghouse sweepstakes? Something which still technically exists, but has faded utterly from our consciousness, so it might as well not. Magazines? We used to get magazines in the mail. When was the last time you got a fucking magazine in your mailbox? And the only letter-like objects that come through the mail these days are invitations to weddings you don't want to go to. All of those tiny slivers of communications that only cost pennies to send if you were pennies to ship were a fucking cash cow for the post office, and now they are as dead as Herman fucking came, who is apparently tweeting from the afterlife. So yeah, the post office probably is an anachronism from the old world that should probably be replaced with something more efficient and more in line with the digital world. At the same time, though, it employs 600,000 thousand Americans with good union jobs, many of them minorities and immigrants, using those, that job to break into the middle class. The Postal Service is a vital lifeline to rural communities not served by the big players in partial shipping. You try to get a FedEx picked up in Lincoln, Montana, and see how fast you fucking get your handcrafted explosive device to a university. Who has the time? Ain't no wonder Ted sent that by the good old U.S. Postal Service. The post office delivers around the world more or less reliably, unless they're shipping to me personally, every goddamn day, and they do it for a reasonable price. You think without the post office that UPS and FedEx wouldn't crank their shipping fees up from unreasonable to you gotta be fucking kidding me in a nanosecond? And also, the postal system is the one thing all countries do, even the fucked up ones with warlords and shit. You can mail something from a small village in China and will find its way through the network of postal systems across the planet to your house in Poughkeepsie delivering a package of seeds you didn't order and you don't know what they are and definitely shouldn't plant. You want triffids? Plant those fucking seeds and see how we get triffids. I don't even know what fucking year it is, kid. So maybe, just maybe... We ought to keep the postal system because as shitty as it is, as outdated as it is, dishonest as it is, and I really do have a beef about lying about package deliveries, it still provides a vital service. So what can we do about Don Thumbdick dismantling the post office to steal the election? Absolutely nothing. Yeah, there isn't much we can do. Oh, sure, the Democrats in the House will fumble and flail around. People will file lawsuits, and it'll be the topic of discussion for another few days before another shit avalanche comes out of the White House in his desperate attempt to cling to power in the face of what very well could be a landslide election that will sweep the GOP out of power. None of that will matter. We, will ju- we are just out of fucking time. 
The election is 78 days away from this episode dropping in your feed. If we wanted to do something to make it easier to vote by mail, we would have needed to do it about three months ago. Right now, the government is bogged down in obstruction on the right and just fucking Democrats being Democrats on the left. Most states can't tell their asshole from their elbow, even with turn-by-turn instructions on Google Maps. And most of the red states don't give a good flying fuck because their small dick daddy doesn't want them to. The GOP is terrified of what they, what they know will happen if people get to vote because they know they're facing a wipeout. So the best thing for them to do is not let people vote. That is their only plan. And they are very, very good at it. So what you need to do is very simple. If you are lucky enough to get your hands on a mail-in ballot, you fill that motherfucker out the second you get your grubby little dick beaters on it. You fill it out like you were sending off for your little orphan Annie decoder ring. Ovaldine? A crummy commercial? Son of a bitch. And you drop that fucker off at your board of elections or a drop box or wherever they have it set up to drop off ballots early. If you have to mail it, mail it back that very fucking day. You send that shit out like it's your rent check and your landlord charges you a late fee on day one after the rent is due. You slap fucking stamps on that shit, even if it's prepaid, and put it in the box now. Don't wait a fucking day to put it on top of the table next to the door where you leave your keys when you come home. You go out and you put it in a fucking mailbox the very day you got it like your life depended on it because you know what? It very much might. And if you can't get a mail-in ballot, or if it comes any time less than three weeks before the election, come election day, you put on a mask, you grab your hand sanitizer, and you go to the fucking polls. Steal a church bus if you have to. They'll forgive you, like Jesus said. I mean, if it's a black church anyway. And you go to the fucking polls. First fucking thing in the morning. You stay there until you fucking vote. Don't break for lunch. Don't come, don't come after work. You call in sick if you have to. But you stay there until you fucking voted. And I know the hyperbole is that voting is the most important thing you can do as a citizen. Well, I'll tell you, this time they're right, because this election is the most important one since maybe Lincoln. Don't let a tiny dicked orange fascist and his cadre of ass-licking cronies steal your vote from you. I know it will suck, but your country needs you now, and we won't have a country if you don't. Unless, of course, you're Republican. Then you guys, you stay home, you put your feet up, and you relax. No need for you to come out at all. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That is it for our show this week. We just checked the mailbox here at the studio, and it seems I'm being sued for not paying a bar tab in Wyoming, where I've not been since 1993. Another letter from some dude who claims I knocked up his mom at a little affair, and, oh, look, the government is threatening to port Gavin again. Maybe I was wrong about nothing ever good coming in the mail. Speaking of threatening misses, rate and review the show wherever you find your pods. It helps others find and listen to the show so they can send you a threatening letter asking why you did something so cruel to them. If you like us and you have a dollar, why not give us that dollar over at patreon.com slash whatthehellpodcast. You can get this show early and without the dick pill ads every week. And for a few dollars more, 
you get some cool swag, so check it out. Follow the show on the Twitter machine at the hell underscore podcast or the show name on Facebook. Every single episode of this low-rated podcast can be conveniently accessed to what, whatthehellpodcast.com. We find it uh, helps researchers dig up dirt on me. So for me, Dave... There's a letter in your mailbox! Bledsoe, producer... You've got mail. Gavin, and all the fictional rural route postal drivers on the show, we want to say... Wait, Mr. Postman, is there a ballot in your bag for me? I've been waiting such a long time to vote this asshole out of office. We'll see you all next week. What the Hell Were You Thinking stars Dave Bledsoe and features Gavin St. James and several fictional minions. The show is produced by Kimberly Steele and a part of the Seltzer Kings podcast network. You can find more information on the show on their website, whatthehellpodcast.com, or on Twitter at thehell underscore podcast, or on Facebook as What The Hell Podcast. Thanks for listening. I have no ending for this, so I take a small bow.